Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I'm wearing two pairs of socks at the moment. Two pairs That's, of socks? Yeah, one over the other. It's just really, ca- I can't get warm and I'm looking outside and it just, it's just so dreary. No, it's it's almost know. June. In my, in my part of the world they would call you Nesh. Oh, I've not heard that before. No, what's that? Nesh means you're sort of susceptible to the <laughs> cold. You know, you're a bit weak when you go out, you know, you get, you get cold really easily. You're a bit Nesh. Nesh. Bit nesh. There's your northern uh, phrase of the week. Do you know enough to do one every week? Probably not. Okay. From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Live. It's the Custard TV podcast. You may not have heard us before. Uh, and if you haven't, I'm Luke, editor and runner of thecustardtv.com. He's Matt, who is basically Hello. over there, in, basically over there in Dictionary Corner. It would seem. My origins of words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Just popped out today. Uh, it's the Custard TV podcast, talking about uh, winter weather, wear, uh, TV news, reviews, and previews. Uh, a fair bit to get through. Views in the form of Happy Valley, new BBC One drama from there to here, and uh, a BBC comedy overload on BBC Two. As a special treat, we're now going to cross over live to Gary in another place in another time uh, to catch us up on all the latest TV news in the States. Hello there. Uh, my name's Gary. I'm the southern, sensible, comedic, handsome one of the Custard TV uh, podcast from your friends at the Custard TV homepage. This is the first of two very special podcasts uh, from me whilst I'm in America. Very recently, the uh, American networks, the major ones, had uh, a big presentations of their, their new programs called The Upfronts. It's also the sort of time of year when they announce which shows are being re- retaken or cancelled. I'm focusing mostly on those shows that have translated and been shown in this country. Firstly, the cancellations. I'll do it Network America and then I'll tell you which in the UK network they actually relate to. NBC have cancelled Dracula that was being shown on Sky Living. I don't really think that really made a big impact over here. Uh, Revolution, which was on Sky One. And this is after two series, so it was slightly confusing. Revolution was a good science fiction show, um, but the concept really didn't lend itself to uh, to, to being anything more than a one-hit wonder. Um, I'm surprised they managed to get two series out of it. Next is the big one of the cancellations. It's Community, the comedy that's in its fifth series uh, has been cancelled 
Hood in America. It was being shown on Sony TV over here, which you can get on the Sky platform. Most people, though, were either downloading it or watching it on the DVD releases, either the US or the UK. It's a hugely popular comedy, um, slightly undergroundish, although that's part of its appeal. There was a big buzz around community. One of the major things around it was it had a tagline of six series in a movie, six seasons in a movie. Sorry, I was Britishing it up. Uh, and of course, that six series is now unlikely to come back. It's possible that one of the online networks like Netflix, Amazon, or even Hulu, which you can get in America, may pick up the television program for a short sixth series just so they can reach their moniker there was an improvement in series five over a, a very bad series four i'm not sure i don't know whether i want to see any more of this also uh, by nbc they cancelled the supernatural program called believe that was being shown on watch abc only cancelled one show which was showing over here that's the comedy suburgatory which was being shown on e4 uh, this was a teenage sort of fairly light comedy there was no laughter track or uh, whatever it is luke calls it um and it was okay it was about a suburb better an american uh, family who lived in new york had to move up to the suburbs uh, and deal with you know your kind of everyday american suburbs you know cross-cultural schools uh, and this was a kind of a weird one. CW, which uh, is the fifth of the five major networks in America, cancelled two programmes, one of which was The Tomorrow People, which was being shown on E4. I was quite surprised this got cancelled. I think it had a reasonable following in the UK. And uh, Starcrossed was a spin-off uh, from The Vampire Diaries, uh, which didn't really ever get anywhere. It was shown on Sky Living, but I never heard much buzz about it. CBS have cancelled two shows, uh, one of which was Hostages, which did hit an airing on Saturday nights on Channel 4. Again, great premise, uh, good stars in it, um, it was well received, but to be honest, again, it had a very simple plot where they were trying to assassinate the president um, using a, using a, uh, a surgeon. Um, and, you know, who was they? They took her, they got her family hostage and bribed her into doing it. The first episode was good, but I didn't really see where it could go after that. The other was Intelligence, which stars Josh. Um, I've forgotten his surname, but he was um, he was out of uh, Lost. Josh, no, not Hom. Josh, something. Work it out. Uh, Josh, you know, yeah. Um, it's Intelligence, which again I'm a little bit surprised about. It was being shown on Sky One and seemed like a good premise. Um, it's very similar in its premise to another show that was we're coming on to at a moment called Almost Human. Intelligence was where they implanted a, a sort of like a Wi-Fi chip into somebody's brain. So he was the kind of like, you know, you know when you get on these shows, detective shows, you get the tech who, you know, finds things and is a bit of a geek. Well, you had like a an action star and a geek combined in one. It didn't seem too bad. And actually, I got quite into it on Sky One. But I must admit, it did seem limited. And then the last one, Fox cancelled two shows, Almost Human, which I've mentioned, which was showing on Watch, and very quickly Dads, which was a comedy being shown on ITV2, uh, which starred Seth Green, uh, Family Guy, and um, uh, Austin Powers, and Buffy. Uh, this didn't make it past, and again, I don't really think was as good as some of the other comedies that made its way over. So those are the shows that you unfortunately can't see. Out of those, I think Community is the one that people will miss the most. I think most of the others are dead and buried, in particularly Dracula. Moving on. Okay, just telling you about the shows that have been renewed. First off, NBC. A third series of Hannibal, which shows over here on Sky Living, will be on. Also, About a Boy, which is a comedy that's been shown on Sky One, which is based on the book and the film of the same name that starred Hugh Grant. 
Very popular in my household is The Blacklist, which is coming back for a second series. Did tail off a little bit towards the end of Series 1, but James Spader is still brilliant in it, uh, and I'm glad that they're extending the storyline. A third series of the original Chicago Fire. I say the original because there is now a Chicago PD spin-off. Grimm has got a fourth series, which is shown over here on Watch. This is a, a supernatural detective show uh, loosely based on the, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. And the final series, which will be the sixth, I think, of uh, Parks and Recreation, which has been showing on BBC4. I think they're only on season two or three, though. Uh, you can get the DVDs. Very funny comedy. Uh, I particularly like it. Um, it kind of starts as like a very fly on the wall, but actually gets a lot, lot better. Great characters in that one. ABC have renewed the very popular Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which the uh, premiere, the final episode uh, aired on Channel 4 last night. I really enjoyed it. If you like your comic book films, um, yeah, okay, sometimes the dialogue's a little clunky and the action's not as good. But uh, I think overall they do a good job of providing that backup. Um, and, um, you know, not to provide any spoilers, but it sounds like they've got some good storylines coming up. Very popular um, um, sort of family um, entertainment program called Castle. Grey's Anatomy back for a decade worth of uh, shows probably its 10th or 11th series two comedies sky one comedies the middle and modern family have been renewed uh, a family drama called nashville which shows on e4 which e4 which follows the um, ups and downs of uh, country music stars uh, again i was watching this but again after a while i got a little bit bored of the similarities in it um, it was samey um, but uh, you know it's got an audience once Upon a Time has been renewed. Now, Channel 5 have dropped that recently, but I thought I'd mention it because, again, it had an audience. It's, it's a sort of supernatural, uh, based on, again, based on sort of, you know, fairy tales. Revenge, a very popular but surprisingly bland, in my opinion, drama about somebody getting revenge, uh, is into its fourth or fifth series. Uh, that's on E4. And Scandal, which recently moved over from Morphor to Sky Living, is going to be given a fourth series. CW has renewed the Heart of Dixie show. That's uh, Rachel Bilson, starring as a, uh, a young surgeon, up-and-coming surgeon, working in a small Alabama town. That show's on uh, Really. No, really. Arrow has been renewed for a third series. Arrow is a very popular show on Sky One and very popular in America. In fact, it's almost it's uh, it's got its own spin-off in America already called The uh, Flash. Beauty and the Beast will be shown on Watch. That stars Christina Crook, who was in the um, Superman thing that was called what was it called? Smallville. That's the one I'm looking at a DVD box set of it right now. Supernatural, um, which must be again entering its eighth or ninth series. Very long. Um, and again, there's a Supernatural spin-off that didn't get picked up recently so i wonder how much more series of this but again showing on sky living very popular in box sets and lastly the vampire diaries which is one of itv2's flagship shows is going to be coming back um this is kind of like a sort of uh, i suppose you would call it like the films you know where there's a two vampires vying over one woman's affections you know a kind of like a, a stripped down version of something like a true blood um or the, the the series of films which i can't remember but you know what i'm talking about you know with um with the good looking people in it work it out CBS has renewed a bunch of stuff. Uh, firstly, Two Broke Girls, fans of E4, will be happy with that. And they've announced that Big Bang Theory has been renewed for a further two series, uh, which will take it somewhere near its tenth. Uh, it's well past the syndication level. I'll explain what that means in a moment. Um, and I wonder how much more storylines you can get out of the Big Bang Theory. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you got a bit of a shake-up with the cast coming up at some point. Blue Bloods, which is showing on Sky Atlantic, has been renewed. Criminal Minds, uh, the sort of formulaic serial killer of the week show, is, re is picked up for Sky Living. And the Sherlock remake, which is called Elementary in America, has been picked up for a third series, which I think is excellent news. Uh, Lucy Liu and Johnny 
Vegas? No. Johnny Depp? Johnny Wilkinson? Johnny Boy? Johnny something. He's in it. Yeah, that's good. Fans of The Good Wife will be happy that that's been picked up for a fifth series by Morphal. I'm fairly sure Matt will be happy on that one. NCIS, that's Naval Criminal Investigation Services, for those of you who don't know acronyms, has been picked up for its 12th series. And then NCIS LA, the spin-off which stars uh, Ice-T, no, Tone Loke, no, Snoop Dogg, Robin, yeah, Robin and a rapper, uh, they're in it. Person of Interest has also been renewed. I've just started watching that on Netflix, so hopefully that will still be around when I get to that point. Fox has renewed a few shows. The first is the very popular and long-running Bones, um, starring Emily, sister of Zoe Duchanel, uh, and David Boreanis, those with the long, complicated French surnames. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, very popular comedy that first aired on E4 and on Channel 4 over here, won a number of Emmys and awards. Can't see, you know, gave up a little bit on halfway through over here, if I'm honest. The following, uh, which stars Kevin Bacon, I wonder what happens when Kevin Bacon does five separations to Kevin Bacon. What if he explodes? Who knows? The following is a, a serial killer drama, quite violent, but as it's into its third series now. The Mindy Project, New Girl, featuring Zoe, sister of Emily Duchanel, and Sleepy Hollow, which was a surprise hit, I think, actually. It only got shown on Watch, which I think didn't really give it a big audience, but it's um, uh, it, it, it's it's around the television, it's around the movie of the same name, uh, but set in, in, in modern times. I don't know how they've got through with that one. I haven't been able to watch it, but I'm hoping that that one will be new back. And I'd be amiss to remember that you know that Netflix has renewed Orange is the New Black. You may have seen some very high-profile television adverts about that. You can catch up on series one right now and series two will be delivered to your netflix box very very soon and uh, news now matt take us on the road of news e4 has announced they are bringing back uh, drifters i mean i watched the first two of these wasn't overly wowed by it but obviously uh, it has been mildly successful for them to bring it back again. The Smoke, the Sky One firefighting uh, drama, will uh, not be coming back. I think this was a fairly popular one with uh, certain people. It was fairly I... popular with, with the uh, reviewer for the website, Vicky yeah. Pryor, who absolutely loved this show. And um, we're getting I'm everyone just... in today, aren't we? I know! <laughs> Channel 4 has denied faking uh, Bear Grylls' uh, reality reality show. Um, Factual entertainment show. The Island. Whatever you call it, I love The Island. It is, it is, it's, it's a kind of a rip-off of Cast Away from Donkeys years ago. Shipwrecked. And also, in the way, Shipwrecked. And also, perhaps, CBS's Survivor, which is still massive in the state. But it's it's just really well done, and I love the fact that it's called Bear Grylls Island, but you never really see Bear Grylls, which is a real plus. They are also bringing it back for a second series, so... I think the reason they, they had to say that they weren't faking it is because it was discovered that two of the cameramen that are on the island with the rest of the people on the island are on the island with the other people on the island, but it means it seems like they knew Bear Grylls and they've worked on other shows outside of the island. So even though they're on the island with the other people on the island, it seems like they were faking the island because they were on it. But actually, the island... <laughs> actually, um, what happened was they, they would just sort of deliver that night's footage 
uh, to some crew who would wait in a boat. So there was no fakery, and the island is about as as real as this sort of a show gets. I think I'm I'm happy to say. Okay, um, Frank. Skinner. Did I make clear what show I was talking about? Then, by the way, <laughs> I wasn't sure if people knew. I was talking about Bear Grylls and the island. The island. Skinner is one of the uh, names to guest star in the new series of. Doctor Who, he joins the likes of uh, Keely Hawes, Hermione Norris, Ben Miller, and also Foxes, the uh, popular singer-songwriter, who me and Luke have it being really hip and down know all of her tunes, do we not, Luke? Well, I think the thing was, when, when I was on a call yesterday to Matt discussing this, it's like, Foxes are going to guest star in, um, in Doctor Who, and wanted to make it clear to me that it wasn't the animal, but the singer. <laughs> Yeah, uh, also uh, more guest star news. Sue Johnston will be joining the cast of Downton Abbey for Series 5 playing Maggie Smith's uh, Lady's Maid. You don't watch Downton, do you, Luke? No, I'm no. no. Um, I'm in that weird thing where I'm not. I'm too old to know who foxes are, mm. but not too old to watch Downton Abbey. Too, too <laughs> it's young a weird, to watch Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I haven't quite... Yeah. Despite me having uh, two pairs of socks on, I haven't quite reached that stage of life where I sit down with a cup of tea in Downton yet. Awards news. BBC have uh, BBC dramas have been nominated for 14 awards at the Critics' Choice TV Awards. This is a uh, an American uh, ceremony. I believe it's in its fourth or fifth year now. Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, and uh, somewhat surprisingly, Amanda Abington have all been nominated for their performances adventure in space and time dancing on the edge luther the hollow crown and burton taylor have also been nominated and extra performances obviously helena bonham carter david bradley uh jessica rain and warren brown i mean when i first moved to the states i think the only america uh, the only uk shows the most Americans had heard of was Monty Python mm. and Mr. Bean and perhaps Are You Being Served? So I think it's good because it shows the world is opening up and becoming a more sort of universal yeah. place for TV, uh, whether it be Australian drama or UK drama or uh, Scandinavian drama that the Americans are enjoying at the moment. I think it's just a good sign. Reviews, Luke. Okay, um, reviews, a couple of them, not a ton to get through, but uh, they are reviews nevertheless. Uh, my current obsession, I'm telling you, the man, I think Matt and I's current obsession, is the just superbly brilliant Happy Valley. What I like about Happy Valley is I've asked a few uh, friends and, and um, colleagues and uh, just, just people on the street, have you been watching Happy Happy Valley and stuff, and they just, before I've even said the word valley, they are so on board. They're like, yes, yeah, how great is it? You're up to date. And um, I was at a family barbecue on uh, Saturday. I don't know why I felt the need to add the day, because you won't be able to check regardless. Uh, but most of the younger people, my cousins and so forth, talking about um, Game of Thrones, mm. Breaking Bad, and I just, I feel a bit out of it. So it's great to have something like Happy Valley, which people are excited about and into and and uh, really on their edge of their seats about and I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm enjoying this more than I was Line of Duty earlier on in the year. I know Line of Duty was a quality piece of television and I'm, I'm taking nothing back about what I said mm. about it earlier on but I think as a piece of 
of drama. It is more engrossing, it's easier to follow, the characters are more likeable, and it's got more about it, I think, than Line of Duty. I, I definitely agree in certain to, to a certain degree. I think they're different. Even though they're both crime dramas, they're very different beats. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion line of duty very much a slick fast fast pace like you know whodunit type of thing this much more despite having the kidnapping plot at its center for the first four episodes much more to do with the characters primarily the sarah lancashire Catherine kaywood character throughout the throughout the series really Happy Valley are seriously one of the best, if not the best, show and, of the year. And also, for me. one more thing as well that I noticed <clears throat> in these last two episodes, and it has been a recurring theme throughout, is that despite all the kidnapping and all the horrible things that are happening, there's always enough time for the characters to have a cup of tea together. I know, that makes it very northern. Yeah, very northern, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I am actually drinking a cup of tea at the moment. Well, of course you are, you're northern. Speaking um, of northern... Speaking of northern, uh, a BBC One drama that both myself and Matt are struggling to get our uh, our TV-based heads around is a, uh, a new three-parter from a good writer, uh, Peter Boker, formerly of Monroe and The Brilliant Occupation a few years ago. Uh, nice. From there to here, it's called. It's the uh, Philip Lannister, reunited with Life on Mars co-star Liz White, um, this had an interesting premise in as much as it was uh, centred around the bombing of Manchester City Centre back in 1996. Uh, the show doesn't waste any time, actually, with the bomb going off. It's like, we're doing the stunt and we're doing it early to grip you in. Um, but after that, it sort of goes in a different direction. And the people I know that I've spoken to this about are like... It's okay, but it wasn't the show I was expecting, mm. and I think that's how I, how, I th- how I feel about it. Actually, I think you will remember that will be the abiding. I ha- I mean, you've seen the third episode of this. I haven't watched it yet. The abiding memory, I think, of the series will be that scene, the bomb scene. I think that was was incredibly well choreographed and well orchestrated. And obviously, coming out of it was uh, Philip Glenister's character Daniel starts an affair with uh, Liz White's character Joanne. Um, who lives in the area where he grew up before he was adopted, and he is married with two grown-up children. Is as Matt says, I've seen all three. I know where it goes. My problem with it is oh, that I, I don't, I don't know what the point of it is. It's, it doesn't really mm. go anywhere. There's a lot happening, and there's a lot to keep your attention. But once the hour finishes, you're like, I don't know what, you know, what he's yeah, trying to say here. And there's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of it based around nostalgia for Euro 96, the second episode very much based around New Labour in the 1997 general election. I like mm. that, because obviously m- me and you are the same age, so we sort of grew up in you know, in this time period. We recognised quite a lot of the music choices. The only one that was a bit cheesy was that one, um, was it The Bomb? It was The Bomb that's, oh... 
that brought us together. I can't remember who sings that. The bomb that brought us together? That's not a Foxy's hit, is it? <laughs> okay, so that's from there to here. Um, Got dismal ratings overnight uh, as we record this on Friday afternoon. Uh, the overnight ratings show that this had uh, 2.3 million, which for a drama on BBC One at 9 o'clock is dismal. Um, It's also a sign, I think, of things slowing down for the World Cup. Uh, this one is not going to be remembered in a year's time. Somebody might mention from there to here, and you'll go, oh, I forgot all about that. But, of course, someone will have had to remember it to mention it, so I've sort of stepped over my point the, the one more, one more thing as well I liked was the fact that uh, New Labour were getting in at the same time as Liz White was in Labour in, in series in episode oh, two. I was I was so bored of that, her giving birth scene, though. It just... Oh, TV has no, you know, realistic ways of showing people giving birth. It was so hammy and like something out of a bad American uh, romantic comedy with her squeezing at his hand and swearing, and it just drove me mad. That. Uh, what's next is the Britain's Got Talent semi-finals, which have dominated the ITV schedules as they do every year. Despite we've watched it now for seven years, and my mum is still like, "Is this on every night?" Yes. Just like it was last year during the semi-final <laughs> period. Um, Britain's Got Talent is back in its live show format, which basically means a couple of good acts and a load of fillers. I am completely tired, fed up, and a little bit, why am I watching this with it, really? This is the sort of show for me where Sky Plus comes into its own. Yeah. Because yeah. I, well, I, I let I'm the time build up. As it, as it airs, sort of. Oh, Matt, no wonder you don't feel well. I mean, it's... This, I, I just find it all too contrived now. Everybody knows how it works. Yeah. Let's get rid of all the and guff. I mean, Simon and Cowell is just getting so smug and so... He, he just, to me, feels like he's someone who knows how to make an act a success. And it's like, how many times have, have acts from Britain's Got Talent failed? And how many times have you sort of slated acts? I mean, he's, he's most recently slated Attraction for not you know, capitalising on their success straight away and doing that advert for the insurance company. It's like, you know, some acts are different than others. I, I, I mean, I found it incredibly patronising when he said to that, uh, the girl group from Essex, I should have had much more to do with this and then it would have been better. And I just find, I mean, I, I even... think the tide is turning now against these these sort of shows. I mean, last year's X Factor was just so, so dull. The last two even... series of X Factor... I even find the sort of the the camaraderie between him and David Williams frustrating now. Mm. It's like we've seen it, we know we I, know he's gonna I mean know, I just... think they've turned that around now. I think almost David Williams is, is tiring of, of Simon Cowell because what he's doing now is is picking up on every single silly thing he says and, and like for example when he said you, you don't know about fashion, you've been wearing the same white shirt and jeans for the last 10 years and things like that. Mm. And um, I think almost Williams is the one member of the panel who realises how ridiculous the programme actually is and doesn't take... I, I think another thing is that Simon takes it awfully seriously. And it's just... It's, it's an entertainment show at the end of the day. And I think Williams knows what it, what it is and knows sort of why he's there, really, is to just sort of provide the comedy i think you know this will be coming back and when it does i think they need to get rid of alicia dixon i just think don't think she adds anything to the panel amanda holden i mean keep her around for continuity's sake but again i don't think 
she's ever really been that vital to the to the overall success. I, of the I think what annoys me is the fact that I'm still watching it, and even mm. though I'm even though I'm I'm you know being very disparaging about it, I'll probably watch it next year, and that's what annoys me about it. I think and the it, thing with Britain's Got Talent is it's not around for very long, and I think that's what we've enjoyed about it in the past. I think what they need to maybe do is if you haven't got that many good acts and what we were saying early to each other was the fact that throughout these semi-finals a lot of them have said it's a good start to your career but they, they, these should be acts that are polished going through to these semi-finals every act mm. you know if, if in a perfect world every act in this semi-final would be worthy of a place in the final now that's not always the case you have the odd comedy act who acts as a good filler between the the big the bigger acts but um there's just so much sort of med- mediocrity this year i suppose is a good word it's it's the weakest year since as you said earlier john mcdowell even uh, which... maybe even we could on certainly on a par with that i think even then we had some decent acts i think but um it is certainly on a par with that year another thing that's kind of for me long outstayed its welcome uh, Matt Donnelly is going to is going to talk about is going to talk about MasterChef. This was the final uh, which saw uh, the sort of zany, not you, Luke, but Luke, the sort of zany mm. robotics worker, uh, square off against uh, uh, Jack, the sort of slick young uh, student, and Ping, the housewife, the from, uh, originally from Malaysia. All three very different cooks, but very good in their own way. Uh, though, uh, as you know, Luke, if you've seen last week's Gogglebox, uh, Ping won the, uh, the, yes. the prize. And I think she, that, that was the right decision. She's been the most consistent throughout. I think mm. it... But no, this, I, I've enjoyed, as a whole, this series has actually been quite good. I mean, they, they, they play to their strengths, which is sort of the repetitive nature of the programme. I, I think the structure this year worked a lot better. The eliminations made sense, and and all the challenges were were very entertaining. And a special mention to the uh, EastEnders catering challenge, which uh, saw Danny die out of the immortal words, "You don't want to wrap a cold piece of parsnip round you, do you?" <coughs> That's going to be my new catchphrase on the podcast. And in answer to your earlier question, Luke, um, it was the Smiths' Ask, which was the song. If there's something you'd like to try. Well, it's the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb will bring us together. I'll tell you what we both sang today. Yeah! Gary is going to be seething with anger. BBC Two have been celebrating their 50th year. How can they still be celebrating that? Uh, they did it over the bank holiday weekend most recently uh, with a look at their comedy output. And uh, I think best to go online to thecustardtv.com and read the massively uh, influential list of shows that Matt's put together, which doesn't cruelly exclude Craig Cash and Phil Meany's Early Doors, which mm. Matt and I are big fans of. Uh, the comedy um, sort of documentary for lack of a better 50 word, years of bbc 50 two years comedy of BBC two comedy was again uh, i think a missed opportunity whenever these sort of compilation shows are on you know they're going to be clip magnificent but um i would have liked to have heard more insight from some of the big influential names that were behind these these huge british bbc two mm. comedies it's, it's a shame outside of Ricky Gervais that we didn't really get 
Yeah, because there was no Steve Coogan, was there, on this? No. I don't know. I, I'm always... I never... Uh, as much of a TV obsessive as I am, I always find these clip shows not very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it is just very much sort of back-slapping. One of the things I loved was the fact that they... They had that section where it was like some of the best American comedy has been aired on BBC Two, and I was like, yeah, very unsuccessfully aired on BBC Two. <clears throat> they showed like, for example, they showed Seinfeld and Larry Sanders. Now, I, I remember very sort of, you know, hazy memory because they were both aired in the late nineties. That they really, really, you know, messed around the, with them, putting them different places in the schedules every week. Same as well, I suppose, with The Simpsons, and they lost The Simpsons to Channel Four, didn't they? Eventually, I mean, their big, the the big one they focused on, I think, was Mash, which is fair enough. But I think a lot of uh, American comedies, I mean, How I Met Your Mother, they originally had on BBC Two as well. And, Did they really? I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The first series of How I Met Your Mother was on Sunday nights on BBC Two between the I final never se- knew that. between the final series of Top of the Pops and Top Gear. That's an odd triple bill there for you. Um, <laughs> I, I liked, obviously, reliving some of these clips. You had the obvious ones. I think Marion and Jeff was the odd one there. I didn't think it would be in there, and I'm just glad it was. Um, you had a lot of their focus on like satirical stuff, like um, Yes Minister uh, and not the 9 o'clock news. But yeah, I think two hours, I think, was a bit of a stretch for it. And I think there was there was a lot of backslapping, a lot of... Especially uh, Ricky Gervais, and we we don't need a lot of Ricky Gervais going on about how brilliant he is. Okay, so that is BBC Two. Also worth mentioning that the one thing they did do successfully was resurrect uh, Goodness Gracious Me, even though I don't think it was heavily promoted, because even I, a TV aficionado, completely forgot it was even on, which is a real shame. Yeah, I think if you hadn't maybe looked in a popular listings magazine or on a popular listings website like our own. But you wouldn't know that it was uh, it was on the way and that's a shame because I I was a massive fan of Goodness Gracious Me back in the day and I think they did a good update, you know, bringing back all the characters you love but giving them sort of slightly more modern things to discuss. So they had the, the Cooper Kapoor's uh, signing up for UKIP. They had a very good... Um, segment where they basically bash the Daily Mail with, by having the Daily Mail um, and they also spoofed um, Robin Thicke's Bird Lines as the song at the end and, and at the end I was just thinking well this could probably if they wanted to bring it back for a full series if they've got enough material all four of the lead performers are still incredibly funny I think they still work really well off each other even uh, Come Dine With Me star Dave Lamb is very good at giving these sort of, uh, you know, he's the token uh, white character. I just think it all works very well. And I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, a, a particular sort of fan of the programme, but but I, I really enjoyed it. And so I'll just quickly talk about the Fast Show uh, special yes. that they aired as well. And these now were originally aired online, if I believe correctly, with the... Uh, is it the Foster's Funny or something? Foster's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, these Foster. were all the sketches that they aired originally online. What I did like was the fact that Carolina Hearn actually came back to uh, to do this because she wasn't, I believe, in the later series of, of the Fast Show, the original one. one uh, the one missing member of the cast this time around was Mark Williams, obviously too busy filming oh. various BBC daytime programmes. Uh, the Link. <laughs> the Link and uh, Father I'm Brown. I'm the Link. Uh, speaking of comedy, Mr. Sloan is a new vehicle for Nick Frost and the very often 
hidden away Olivia Coleman on Sky <laughs> Atlantic. That was sarcasm. I know, God, you're getting good at picking up on it. Um, <laughs> that was also sarcasm. <laughs> Olivia Coleman and uh, Peter Serafinowicz as well. Uh, this is on Sky Atlantic now. Often I think Sky Atlantic comedy should be Sky comedy, and I don't know why mm. this is Sky you Atlantic mean, sky and not one, Sky. Sky Living. Yeah. I don't know why this is Sky Atlantic. I think because it's a bit set in the 60s and it's mm. trying to be a bit more highbrow. The problem with this was it just was not funny. I didn't laugh. I didn't find Mr. Slur. I mean, Nick Frost always plays a sort of put-upon character. I found it hard to empathise with anything that was going on or just generally care about the characters outside of, of, of making you laugh. I think if if a comedy can sort of engross me in its story and its characters, I'm not exactly counting how many times I laugh no. because I might just be interested in where the story's like going. Yes. I might you're not gonna laugh out loud with Rev, but you're engrossed Which with the characters. Also stars Olivia Coleman. Yeah, little scene. Uh <laughs> but Mr Sloan, I don't know, it didn't get a good reception when it went out on Friday night. Uh, I just I didn't have any emotions. Well, maybe for you it, need good to change bad. your skybox then. <laughs> and Mr. Sloan is is going to continue for the next five or f- five or six weeks. I think it's seven in total. But it's just I don't know. I just didn't get any emotion for yeah. it. And I think actually comedy is a difficult one because if you see potential in the drama, you're more likely to go back. But I am going to dismiss Mr. Sloan and not go back oh. to it. So. There you go. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. And can I just say as well, I'm going to try my hardest. Uh, to keep up with the tweeting and the websiting over the next sort of month or so. Mm. But if you look I, at that I list... suppose we should say as well that we're probably going to take a bit of a break now, aren't we, with uh, f- football and stuff being on. The the, yeah, the regular podcast, there won't be that much for us to cover, will there, really? Unless mm. you want to hear our views on the uh, Bosnia-Iran game. Oh, don't get him started on the Middle East. We'll be here forever. Um, I got unfollowed by Martin Luther King earlier on Twitter, so my day can't get any worse. Um, <laughs> okay, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, just to, I might start, you know, tweeting about yogurts or. I think I, I think you should tweet along with every World Cup game and just <laughs> just go. Oh God, this is long. Oh, it's so long. Uh, at, Lu- at Luke Custer TV is my. Uh, Twitter username and Matt's is at Matt's TV Bytes. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. What you could do actually, if you want, is listen back to all our previous mm. podcasts. Um, the ones that feature Gary, the ones that feature Matt and I talking to people in the industry, um, all sorts of podcasts on there. Subscribe on iTunes, you'll be laughing. I mean, not at the podcast, but no, you'll be no, laughing. No, no. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do- <laughs> you can download this podcast from the website. We'll catch. We'll see you when we see you. But enjoy the football. Here's Gary. Born down in a dead man's town. The first tick I cooked was when I hit the ground. And up like a dot that's been be too much to spend half your life just covering up. Born in the USA, I was born, not really, in the USA, I was born in Lewisham. Born in the USA, in London, I was born in the USA. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.